Hey budding lawyers welcome to the podcast today we have with us Ms Krupa Nashar who is a forensic psychologist so this is some interesting term i came across because forensic analyst we have been dealing with i mean we have heard about and psychologist too but what is a forensic psychologist uh even i am curious to know more uh, like details uh, about a journey of a forensic psychologist and i'm sure even y'all are too so uh, let's get into it krupa till recently was working as a assistant professor at the national forensic sciences university and now uh, she's planning to switch uh, try try something else uh, let's let's start so welcome to the show krupa hi hi how are you i'm doing good um so uh, how are you doing and w- what are your plans now so my plans is right now i'm an independent consultant and i give my expertise to research organizations as well as some ngos who need help in building their research uh, proposals and uh, who need help in building their policies so i am an independent consultant now okay cool uh so let's start from the basics because we uh, most of us don't know what this field is about like what is forensic psychology and how is it different uh, from being for, for for you from being a forensic expert uh so let me break the term for you first forensic psychology so forensic is a uh, forensic this derived from the roman times that is forensics so they used to use the word forensics where the trials used to be conducted okay so any term that joins with forensic becomes like the application of that field for helping in conduction of the trial so we have forensic science that means scientific principles helping in conduction of the justice or the trial we have forensic biology so biology helping in trial in the same way we have forensic psychology where we use and apply the principles of psychology to law so uh, we offer a variety of services so there's a spectrum of services that we are involved in so right from uh, uh, interviewing the suspects to helping the police in interview uh, interviewing as well as uh, getting them evidences helping them uh, get confession as well as uh, victim assistance and also are uh, in you can say uh, counseling in the correctional homes that is prisons so helping the prisoners over there so we are involved in a spectrum of services from labs police stations victims lawyers courts so yeah that is what forensic psychology is okay uh, there was too much of uh, you know uh, the definition was a bit uh, in depth um so let's go step by step okay so let's first yes. understand what your daily u- schedule used to look like when uh, you were working as a forensic psychologist for for let's say on any assignment for a prisoner who is currently uh, under prison like serving his so term. right now because i was an assistant professor we were not so much involved in re- uh, in on field uh, areas we were mostly involved right. in teaching however we were involved in research so research can be in prisons or research can be on forensic labs or instruments that we use in forensic labs research can be with the police so our daily schedule looks like almost a teaching training of police officers indian and international to help them understand what is forensic psychology how they can use instruments in crime analysis and uh, you uh, researching with the students guiding them 
uh, also getting uh, training uh, forensic uh, scientists of other labs in different instruments. So uh, our schedule was more of uh, teaching and guiding everybody as an assistant professor. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, this job profile was when you were working as an assistant professor at the yes. university. But yes. uh, I, if I'm not wrong, you have worked uh, with many other organizations like uh, the state organization, like Ministry of Home Affairs, Crime Branch, Ahmedabad. So what work did you do at these places? And how was your experience so, working? Um, yeah. Yes. So basically, uh, as a stu so I had done my uh, master's in forensic psychology and I uh, post-graduated in 2019. Uh, with a gold medal and then I became an assistant professor immediately. So approximately five years I've spent in as a student and teaching others forensic psychology. Now in these five years I've been involved in various state organizations as you correctly mentioned. So uh, if I have to start from the very beginning, I have been, uh, I had interned at Cyan Hospital Mumbai and uh, where I got a chance to interact with clinical population to understand that what are those mental health problems that a pa that a patient or a client comes with that I can uh, that can help me understand the criminal population as well. Then clinical I population as well. So, for example, a lot of prisoners have a lot of um, depression, anxiety because they stay mm. in jail or prison population. So a science hospital uh, exposure at science hospital gave me the right amount of uh, information to understand what those problems can be or how I can deal with these problems. Then I also interned at uh, juvenile home Dongri. So juvenile home is majorly for though it's like a it's not a prison but it's a place for people who are below eighteen years, children who are below eighteen years who've yeah. done crimes. Right. So. Uh, we they don't they're not kept in a prison but it's like a home uh, but with some restrictions so I interned over there so I interviewed those juveniles over there I counseled the juveniles I also visited some of their houses to understand how their um, home area is or how their home facilities is environment is how it we can improve I also visited some of their schools where they were studying like vocational training so where they were learning about how to become an electrician or a plumber. So that is what I did as a forensic psychologist over there. Uh, later than that, I interned at... Krupa, Krupa, Krupa. So yeah. uh, let's talk some more about uh, these two, yes. uh, the organizations which you were working yeah. with. For example, in Cyan Hospital. So hmm. you said you were uh, counseling prisoners who were under depression. No, no. Counseling... Uh, so yeah. Cyan Hospital is normal hospital hmm. where uh, people like us, general public comes with their own problems. Uh, prisoners never come into uh, Cyan Hospital, but because there are clinical psychologists and counselors over there who help us understand what these problems are because they're trained enough. So I got an exposure to work with them, which could help me apply that knowledge when I was in a prison setting. Okay, 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 okay. So yeah. that uh, job, like internship, for was more for a psychology student rather than a forensic yes. psychology. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was more. It it was basic. It was you can say a uh, um clinical psychology internship. Clinical psychology yeah. internship. Okay, and yeah. in the juvenile justice home, a juvenile home. Uh, mm -hmm. so you were uh, 
counseling those prisoners mm-hmm. i mean juveniles children ha children right so tell us like uh, can you explain what does a, a counseling session uh, like how does it happen and what what questions do you ask them uh, what how does a juvenile justice home look like okay can you give okay, us okay yeah idea? yeah so uh, it's it's basically very simple like a hostel okay so hmm. there is uh, how a hostel looks like there are rooms uh, and there are diff- many rooms but here we have only one big room where all the uh, juveniles stay and there is a male and a female section uh and they have a specific routine to follow with a specific form of clothes to wear there are no policemen uh, around so that the children don't are not afraid of the uh, environment that they are in or they're not afraid of the police over there so police are in very civil code there are ngos working with juveniles so that they do not become offenders when they are in when they become an adult so they continuously have them reform and there is education happening over there there are classes like pottery and plumbing and electrician so there are many classes that go over there to help them reform or get them an education because many of them are uneducated over there so therefore that all things happen so this is how a juvenile home looks like major most of them come for robbery kidnapping phone snatching chain snatching and all of them uh, but some of them are very serious cases like for example if you heard of the nirbhaya case where there was an right. adolescent so one or two might be very severe of rape or assault cases otherwise there are many minor offenses mm-hmm. so the reformation process you take part like through counseling them right yes yeah, so the social welfare department and the psychologists over there take part uh, take uh, like contribute in the reformation Mm-hmm. so uh, how many uh, sessions were you taking like in a day and how many uh, juveniles were under you uh, for this so purpose? basically i was not al- uh, handling it alone because i was still a student over there interning so there right. was already a counselor over there so i was helping her observing her understanding her sometimes asking questions so uh, and because as an intern we are involved in lot of different activities also so i was not there for whole sessions but ever i was there in um, between in between the sessions okay okay yeah. so can you take us through one of your the sessions which you were present when your psychology uh, when the psychologists yeah. were like kind of asking uh, questions s- yeah so there was one person uh, who was uh, who was a very small child like 10 years old and uh, the pers- the child had uh, he had a habit of drinking kerosene so because he didn't want to live there and everything so he this was a, a, a about like fifth time that he had drunk kerosene and that was very harmful to us so he had to be hospitalized but after hospitalization we had counseled him so i was there for a small amount of time when he was being counseled so basically we first had to comfort him that okay it's completely safe environment you don't have to worry like we're not policemen you're not here we're there to help you then we had to understand why what was the motive of drinking kerosene does he think that if he dr- drinks kerosene he will get out of this home easier or people you know, uh, the police or the court will relieve him uh, does he think it's an escape or does he want to take revenge against somebody so what is the motive of drinking kerosene or does he want to do suicide what is it so um we were going to uh, like we asked the motives and then the counseling process began an understanding that how it is harmful how he will not do again and everything 
Okay, and how is the response? Uh, so I was not there for the entire session, but children are very malleable. So you know, they uh, in the beginning you might have some trust issues because they are children. But once you gain the trust of a child, then they start to listen to you and understand that okay, what is happening? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so working with uh, like juveniles uh, are also they have committed some crime, but uh, they are ju juveniles, so under eighteen. But uh, you must have also uh, worked, for example, uh, during your internship in the crime branch, Ahmedabad. with criminals yeah. right hmm. so that can be a bit scary sometimes daunting if you are like inexperienced because you are an intern so hmm. have you have like uh, are there any experiences such experiences you want to share ah uh, yeah so i had worked with crime branch ahmedabad for two months and it was an absolutely amazing or you can say out of the box experience uh because i was the first intern over there and there were approximately 150 male officers and i was the only girl over there so it was quite daunting but quite amazing uh, all the police officers were very helpful very cooperative uh, in fact they helped me understand all the cases very well so right from any uh, small case to any big case every but they there was a lot of uh, learning that took place so for example i saw a lot of cases uh, as basic as uh, robbery uh, robbery so for example if you've seen atm banks atm machines so in the night there used to be an organized gang who used to literally pull out the atm machine in the middle of the night like 3 am and nobody would ever know and break it in the forest and take out all the money that was very amusing to me and then in the um, i also dealt with a terrorist case so there was a terror i mean it's in the newspaper so there is nothing confidential but other uh, it was about it was uh, a case where he was a radicalist it was against the government and it's not from india it was an international case and he used to he in his backyard they found three bodies so he and he was an 80 year old man so that was a uh, very um, amusing and uninteresting to learn and it is it's a very simple way of committing crime so used to give them milk with a, uh, with cyanide in it uh, and used to call them the guest i mean the uh, the used to call them as guests and give them milk and give cyanide in it and they used to drink and die so very simple way of killing but very still 80 year old man so yeah that uh, these are some of the cases that i dealt with and majorly they were suspects so i mean i wouldn't term them as in criminals because they still hadn't been um, um given that status but they are suspects but high profile suspects because the crime branch was dealing with them right so did you get the chance to personally uh, handle these cases like uh, interact with them and personally yeah 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 so i was uh, i because uh, like we are all uh, very aware that police is involved in third degree torture but uh, as a psychologist i was given the full freedom to interview each one of them uh, and understand how to use psychological techniques or how to build rapport and trust and then uh, gain some information so yes i did try some you know uh sometimes i sometimes i was uh, because it was because these are high profile cases and because i was an intern i majorly failed in taking any confession 
but uh, there was but it was a very good experience to understand how hardcore these criminals can be interesting uh, i can just imagine whatever you are saying <laughs> through whatever <laughs> i have seen in movies <laughs> yeah okay very good i just remember faintly a movie where sushmita sen i guess was a psychologist dealing with the criminal when you were saying about this 80 year old man mm-hmm. <laughs> it just popped in my mind <laughs> okay <laughs> uh yeah because uh, most of us are not used to witness these things so uh people like you who are studying these subjects get a chance to you know personally interact and things like that so it's kind of a kind of a different world for us so you you tell me uh, how were you interested in this subject were you like as i said <laughs> influenced by you know uh, such movies and got interested in, into this subject or some other incident was responsible for this uh so in the beginning like because i'm a 90s kid we never had netflix so you know we never had uh, uh amazon prime to see murder mysteries or crime thrillers we only had that cid and crime branch and everything dr salunke but majorly <laughs> yeah. i never wanted to do clinical or counseling because of because it felt very conventional very traditional to me uh and i always want to do something exciting something dynamic that is changing every day so i felt that crime is something that is prevalent in all spheres of life and keeps changing every day so as a forensic psychologist i like i wanted to pursue forensic psychology to be involved in crime criminal justice system police and uh trials court so that is all what fascinated me okay so you you had heard about uh, forensic psychology before to like when you you were in, in your school or junior college uh not actually i just understood that there big i had read it in somewhere in paper in times of india somewhere some day uh, and that is when it struck me that okay i have to do forensic psychology but nobody uh and there was no course available in forensic psychology anywhere in india and everybody used to tell me that you should go abroad and everything and in fact even i come from a very reputed university saint xavier's college and they used to also tell me that you know forensic psychology is a uh, is a very nice field and nobody takes it it's you know just a, something that abroad is there you know something that is very foreign in nature so mm-hmm. uh, then i really searched and i got that there is a course in gujarat forensic sciences university so that is where i applied uh, for msc forensic psychology okay so you were talking about xavier's mumbai Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've done my BA psychology from Xavier's. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, can you tell us something about the course you did, uh, like the syllabus, or how how does that course prepares you for the work you do, like on ground? Uh. So basically, for uh, three semesters, it's all theoretical in nature. and uh, you but you get a uh, practical uh, you can say learning for instruments so we use polygraph narco analysis brain profiling uh, layered voice analysis and suspect detection system these are machines that we use in uh, you can say uh, cr- crime investigation so we get practical learning and exposure in uh, in these three semesters in the fourth semester we do dissertation and our internship so that is where you can get your practical exposure and your learnings that whatever you uh, you can apply your theoretical knowledge and uh, currently only gujarat uh, forensic science university is there which is uh, providing this course right 
So uh, there are uh, now it is termed as National Forensic Sciences University. So mm -hmm. it's uh, an institute of national importance now. So it has opened up different uh, institutes in different states. So slowly and steadily, a lot of course uh, universities will have it. Also, we have Raksha Shakti University, now Rashtriya Raksha University. They also have MSc Forensic Psychology. So guys, if y'all are planning to do uh, this course, do take note of these things, uh, these institutes and start preparing for the entrances accordingly, because this is something a uh, new field. Uh, so yeah, this, this is information you won't find very easily. Okay. Um, cool. So uh, talking about the career options now in this field, uh, two of us, we already know because you have already been a, uh, as a professional in the teaching field and as an academic, uh, and also as a uh, analyst, like, sorry, psychologist, forensic psychologist on like working with crime branch and stuff. So apart from these two things, like these two options, uh, what are other career options available after you complete a course in this field, like forensic psychology? Uh, so I'll tell you the, uh, in a way that will help you understand where I've done my internship and this is how you can help. So for example, first is crime branch, Ahmedabad, where I helped the police. So you as a forensic psychologist can help the police by interviewing the cases and giving them evidences. Right. Uh, second, you can, I interned in directorate of forensic sciences or you can say forensic science lab. So there you conduct polygraph, narco analysis and all these instruments and you can prepare report and testify or become an expert witness in the court. So the police comes to you and tells them, tells you that, okay, I want to conduct this machine, I mean, this investigation on them. So you can testify in the court then with the report. So as a, you can become a, a scientific officer in the forensic lab. Then there is victim assistance. So I worked in a one-stop center, um, again, in Zion Hospital. So it's an initiative by the government where all the, all kinds of uh, women of uh, victim uh, facing violence or facing abuse come and they get all kinds of help, like social, psychological, legal, medical. And as a forensic psychologist, I counseled and I interviewed their cases and helped the police, whatever evidence is they needed. So you can become, you can assist the victims over here uh, as a forensic psychologist. And also as a forensic psychologist, you can work in correctional system. So I was a project director of, uh, of an esteemed project of Ministry of Home Affairs. And there uh, we worked in Tihar jail uh, and, I, and I got an opportunity to work with recidivists. So recidivists are those people who re-offend and come back into the jail. Mm -hmm. So right. as a forensic psychologist, you can work with the correctional system and in, uh, counsel the uh, prisoners over there so that they do not re-offend. Uh, similarly, you can become a researcher. So if anybody wants to do any project on prison or police and or any policy related project, then you can become a researcher. Mm -hmm. uh, also, you can uh, work with the school. So we get cases of bullying and, you know, uh, teasing and all of these in school children or, you know, um, means there are many school children who are very violent in nature. So you can work in schools and counsel them. And uh, you can also work in corporates. That is, you can, um, if there's any investigation that has any uh, abuse, sexual abuse cases or any white collar crime cases, fraud cases in the company, then you can help the investigation team over there. 
uh, finally, because we are social scientists, so we can uh, conduct awareness programs in the society, how to prevent crime or how uh, to help children to not be violent, something like this, or uh, help old people to prevent crime. So yeah, these are, uh, this, so as a forensic psychologist, you can work in a spectrum of areas. Mm -hmm. yeah. So did you also uh, learn about cyber forensics? Uh, yes, so I interned at Crime Branch Ahmedabad, which so it has a lot of, you can say, um, division. So one is women's cell, one is cyber cell, one is uh, terrorism cell and everything. So one is cyber cell where I interned uh, for around one or two weeks. And there I did not learn about cyber forensics, but I was involved in interviewing and understanding the mo uh, motives or how they commit the crime uh, of cyber criminals. Okay, but cyber forensics was not uh, part of your syllabus in the course, right? No, no, no. That was cyber psychology, which we had as an elective. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, do you think um, for a lawyer, uh, if they are wholly, especially into criminal litigation, uh, doing a course in forensic psychology uh, would help? Uh, yes, I think that will very much help because as a lawyer, we are very much, I mean, the lawyers are very much involved in litigation, bare acts, understanding how the proceedings takes place and everything. Of course, you'll deal with a lot of clients and you'll get an understanding of how to negotiate and how to uh, resolve conflicts and everything, but or how to counter question. But if you have an additional advantage of forensic psychology, you will know that what uh, makes a person criminal or what makes a person like what a victim goes through and you might be able to target the right questions with that so that will help you a lot mm -hmm. so over to our last question yeah. Uh, yeah so please share an incident from your career which is very memorable to you uh, when I took my decision to move to Mumbai and I thought that, okay, I needed some other job and wanted to do something on field. Okay. Hmm. So at that time, I started looking out for jobs, but some it's, it's very human nature that when uh, you are looking out for jobs, you might become hopeless. Uh, and you might be like, you know, what to do next or what to do next. Uh, that is when my incident with the, when I was uh, involved in research with the prisoners, there, was, uh, there were many incidences over there which in, were inspiring to me. So there was one case uh, of a very huge company and uh, there was a workers union which had revolted against the company for some salary strike or something increase. Mm -hmm. And at that moment of time, somebody by mistake had uh, lit a fire in the company. Okay, So if the whole company was burnt, but by mistake, there was one man in the company who got burnt. Okay, Now, because... and and. This was not done by the workers' union. Now, but because they knew that workers' union was revolting, the whole workers' union was caught and was put into the prison. Uh, and then uh, they had to spend approximate. Now, they were spending, this was their fifth year that they were in the jail, okay, without any reason. So now, in a very reputed company, they were close to earning 1 lakh rupees. And now, they were merely earning only 15 to 20 or maximum 100 rupees per day, which is very uh devastating because their whole livelihood came to standstill it, normally everything went to zero 
so it can be very inspiring at this point of time that people who could have done so much better in their lives because of i i don't know whose mistake it was but uh, were now in jail but still hopeful that someday they will come out and they will restart their journey so i think that no fall or no hurdle is so small for us in our career that uh, we have to think or to our lowest or we have to quit for that matter we can always jump back and restart our life so yeah that is with because we have all the resources to do so yeah so that is the take back from my career or take back from an invaluable experience that i had so many different types of cases we have it just once you step into a court room uh, it's a completely a different world and you come to know about so many things not only about law or the legal field but out of that like out of that yeah human also. nature and everything yes yeah completely okay cool uh, thanks rupa uh, for this great conversation and sharing your experience with us thank you so much for the for inviting me for this podcast it was a wonderful interaction yeah same here and thank you so much for listening to this uh, conversation hope you like this episode and if you like the episode do uh, check out our other episodes too and if you are watching it on youtube do hit the like button share this episode with your friends and if you are listening to the podcast on other podcast platforms do check out our other episodes and also share the, the, the also share the episode with your friends and colleagues thank you for listening thanks